Adam Crowley. I'm pumped, man. How pumped? I'm ready to go. How pumped? You I'm ready tell to me go. Right now. Right now. How pumped you are. Right now. Let's go. You tell me. You tell her how pumped you are. All right, let's go right now, right here. Whoa, whoa. No, Jesus. No, 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 you no, can't no, in the middle, whoa, whoa. In the middle yeah. of the prom. The Adam Crowley Show on ESPN Pittsburgh. You found the Crowley Show, where your mom listens, and you should too. 412 922 2874 is the number to call, or you can join the cast of dozens. Follow me on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. Brian LaMartina sitting across from me. Check him out on Twitter at FBomber73. Tell your kids, tell your wife, we're doing radio up in here. Really? What do you mean? Really? What happened? Okay, I see how it is. Oh, did One I only... slight disagreement, and it's just a snub from the intro. Oh, wait a oh, second. Oh, he did forget you, didn't he? Oh, did I only do half of the intro? Mm. Oh, no. No, you did about three quarters of the intro. You just chose to let me out. Wow. Uh, let's see what happened there. Wow. Gosh, Crowley, Crowley you really That's are. a petty move, right? That's yeah. a crazy petty move right it's there. It's getting a little out of hand Proving now, a point Crowley. here, boys. Proving a point. Mark doing... Caboli of The Athletic oh, joins yeah, us just now. Move on now. Yeah, yeah, proving a point by doing bad radio. Talking about the Steelers. And their victory over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, before we get to the game that really mattered, the Stillers and Jags, Mark, Tom went to the Pitt basketball game this weekend, missed the first half of the Pitt football game, went to Permanis, watched the second half of the Pitt football game. That was a huge game. If they win, they were going to the ACC championship. Does that make Tom a good fan or a bad fan? Uh, first of all, I think it makes him a yinzer for going to Primanti's to watch yeah. the second half of a football game. Yeah. I mean, we all respect that move. I mean, no, no, one, no one disagrees that he should be going to Primanti's to watch some ball. Now, did he go to the one? That, well, I guess Brian, did you go to the one in the Strip or one of the uh, ancillary offsite campuses? This was shirtless Tom, and it was the one in Oakland. It was right in the heart oh, of Pitt football country. I thought you, I thought Brian. You said Brian went to this. Crowley probably did. He I might. I might have said that. I've been cutting Tom out of this Lord. segment. He's uh, all over the place after that loss this weekend. Oh, for the love of God! You, you know what's not Yenzer sitting in the Charlotte uh, Douglas International Airport watching Jacob Klinger walk around trying to catch Pokemon. That's not Yenzer. I'm not quite sure what that is, but I'm just watching in amazement as he's trying to catch Pokemon in an airport with other people watching including me. Hey, Mark, you got any uh, places where I could go eat in the Charlotte airport? I'm expecting to be there in a couple weeks for this ACC championship game. Any, any spot well, that you recommend? You, I'm right here in the airport, and it says the Carolina Beer Company. Ooh, that might be, that might be okay. something I like good if you're in the airport. Here. But you're just going to be stopping through, right? Uh, well, we, so, I might grab a beer there now. You know, we got a long day well, once you, we get in. You, you can't go wrong with any of the barbecue in Carolina, oh, now. That's true. Now, it's a different kind of barbecue. Carolina barbecue is different than Kansas City. So when the Steelers make it to the AFC Championship game, you can have the KC barbecue and you can have the Carolina, then compare. That oh, sounds like a plan. Sounds like a plan. I'll see you there. <laughs> Mark, we'll revisit the question at the end of the segment because you didn't answer it. But as for the Steelers versus the Jags, when's the last time there was that improbable a victory where the Steelers looked so far out and pulled their way back? Was it the playoff game against Cleveland? Uh, no, maybe before that. What about the playoff game against Baltimore when they came back? Oh, that's true. That one was more recent. Were they down 21-10 at the half? Something like that. It wasn't It wasn't going very well. 
because uh, I remember because obviously the Super Bowl was on the line right there. So I'm guessing that was 2008. Yeah, cause no, that was 2000. That was 2010. 2010 because it, it was the game before uh, they played the wrong. Jets. You're wrong, right there, right? No, no because Troy Polamalu had the pick six in the game in 2008. Get out of here with that, Mark. Don't hit, don't hit me with the semantics here. What I'm saying is it could have been that one. That Cleveland game in '03. I remember I was there. I was actually on the field when Foo scored a touchdown and Fanica jumped on him and like tumbled onto my feet. If you first time they played there, Renegade too, hard. was it? It was. See, oh, you boy. don't even know. Oh. Why do I even have you on? Our boy Mike Marchinski is the one who invented that. We all know that, right? Well, now I'm going to have to take your word for that, because that I did not know. Uh, Mike Marchinski, the youth football guy for the Steelers, invented that. I mean, he he actually had a feature on like NFL films uh, depicting how he came up with that. and Pretty interesting, 8 to 12 minutes worth of uh, entertainment, <laughs> unlike your radio show right now when I'm on it. Mark Cavalli from The Athletic, <laughs> not entertaining you for the next 10 minutes on The Crowley Show. Uh, Mark... Where do you, if you had to say the Steelers' defense or the Steelers' offense, if you had to give more credit to one unit, which which unit are you giving credit to? I guess the sexy one would be the defense because of how they uh, were able to hold them to field goals, three field goals in the first quarter and a half or two and a half quarters, then be able to come up with those big stops at the end there. But we have to put into perspective here that the Jaguars went into a little turtle and a little shell and said, Okay, this is 19, you know, 1996 football. Let's run the ball and hopefully our defense will. It actually reminds me of the Steelers back in the days where with Coward. early Coward, early Coward days where you get a lead, then you just run the ball and you would think it will win. You don't want your quarterback at that time of pre Neil O'Donnell era where you didn't want the quarterback screwing things up. And that was quite evident is what they wanted to do. But what they were able to do, I mean, that's still a very, very solid defense here. Their issue has been with. Uh, some of the big plays they've allowed, we saw that again late in that game. But you got that front seven's extremely good. Those obviously those two inside linebackers, those two corners are very, very good. So I think you have to keep give them both credit, the, the defense for keeping them in it, the offense for coming back. But I would probably lean a little bit more to the offense because they were in a situation where they had no room for error in that fourth quarter in there. You know, there wasn't much room for error, and they didn't have many errors. And it was against a pretty good defense. That's, that's a win that you can look at back in, you know, three, five, seven weeks and say, you know, that, that's the one we can use now because we're never out of it type of thing. It was just a big win all around for them. You know, I was thinking while watching the game yesterday that it reminded me of last year's Steelers because they didn't play well and still yet found a way to win. But the more I thought about and sat there and rewatched a lot of the game coming into today doing my prep, it really reminded me of the 2008 Steelers. Now, that team would not have given up that many rushing yards before the end of the first <laughs> quarter. That wouldn't have happened. But they would, have, they would have given up the passing yards, though. So. Right. They would have played <laughs> great defense, and the Steelers did play great defense in terms of giving up points, yielding points, and then they gave up less than 250 yards. And then Ben Roethlisberger gets clutch at the end of the game. That's kind of what that reminded me of, uh, Mark. It harkened yeah. back to 08. Yeah, I don't even know how bad the offense really played earlier in the game. The, 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 the stats were terrible. Ben threw some picks, but those weren't like, I don't believe any of those were bad throws. I mean, maybe the Barry Church throw was, was, was a bad, bad one. But the interception by Ramsey in the end zone, I mean, what are you going to do there? The guy made a Mackey play, and the one where he, the other one that Ramsey is 
uh, they they just confused them there. The outside guy and the inside slot guy, Church and, and Ramsey, switched positions after the snap, and Ben thought he had him wide open. He said that a bad throw or a bad read. I don't think that was much of a a bad throw because he was wide open at the time. I mean, unlike the previous Jaguar game in Heinz Field, I guess this five interception one where he just was throwing some bad balls and his arms was getting knocked. I don't think he played that terribly, but when you look at the stats and you had, Yeesh. you know, Blue Tarski like numbers with a minute left hey. in the, in, in the first half, he had a 0.0 up until that final drive of the first half. So, uh, yeah, I think they played. I mean, we're, there's going to be times, Adam, where they're going to totally take a, away the run like the Jaguars were able to sure. do. And when you got those press corners or guys to bump you and, you know, you can have a couple mistakes and, and can't convert on third downs, this is what you, I mean, this is what you're seeing. You're not going to put up 40, 50, 60 points every single game. To be able to fight through that and find uh, a way in, I think, means more than, you know, maybe winning by 50 points like they did two weeks ago. That's a really good point by you, Mark. And in the last 16 minutes of the game, they scored 20 points. So... To do that against that defense, I mean, it shows you that the offense is capable. That's something that we already knew. Uh, I do want to ask this question, and I don't want you to think that I'm interjecting my opinion into this question because I, I, I don't know how I feel about this yet, yet and time will tell, but do you worry at all about James Conner's confidence? He has two big drops. I mean, huge moment of the game drops. I mean, does his confidence waver at all? Does he let his foot off the pedal because Le'Veon Bell's not around, do you think? I think you're a little underestimating the word huge drops. We're talking about fourth down drop huge. on the third, third to final drive, and we're talking about a touchdown winning drive. But I, I would say huge. I mean, I mean, if they don't huge, make the yeah. other, if they don't make the other plays, though, I mean, th- those are the two plays where everyone today's talking. Oh, where's Le'Veon Bell? Yeah, which is the saving grace here, where he could get off a little bit of scot free on this. Yeah. They were able to come back. Now, if this was the case and he they lost the game because he dropped two critical balls, then all of a sudden you have to worry a little bit about his confidence. I don't think those either one of those misses were because he had a lack of bad hands. For some reason, he was afraid that Jalen Ramsey was going to hit him on the fourth down one. I'm not quite sure why he was worried about that because Ramsey was a couple yards away. And the other one was he was hoping to catch and get into the end zone. So that's more concentration. And that's where he had an issue. If you remember all the way back to his rookie year preseason game against Atlanta, I know you didn't be, wouldn't remember this because nobody does. He dropped a couple balls like that again, and he had that stigma then attached to him of being a guy that had poor hands when it was really a guy that, you know, lost his concentration. So I, I think the fact that they were able to get by that unscathed and that's not the talking point at your show and everybody else's show and the show across the street right now, I think that gives him a pass right now. So I'm sure he's feels a little bit he feels a little bad, but he's feeling a little lucky too, I think. Juju Smith Schuster is a freaking superstar, man. Yeah, he's pretty good, huh? He really is. And for all the talk about his lack of concentration and his lack of talking to the media and how he's so much wrapped up in himself, I mean, none of that has really come to fruition at all. I mean, he made two biggest plays true. of the game, maybe. Oh, that's true, what you said about him, but... It doesn't affect the not, on-field yeah. ability at all. It's absolutely not. You can get away with some of the other stuff as long as you're playing like that. You know, if you look in that game in the second half, they decided to stop putting Jalen Ramsey on Antonio Brown. They were mixing it up and playing side to side. I think that was partly because of, of Juju. I think they wanted to get him on Juju a little bit. And what, what's, 
makes Juju so good is he could play them all multiple positions like Antonio Brown, but he's a, a bigger guy. Uh, he's a guy that's just as fast as than probably Antonio, maybe a step or two slower, but his hands are good. You don't see him dropping too many balls. And the situation never seems too big for him either. How many times have you yeah. seen a huge play that he, he makes? I mean, maybe against Carolina, he dropped one across the middle, but it really was insignificant. Or maybe earlier against Baltimore, I don't know. I think his ability to have the big plays where he needs to take that next step is to transfer those into some, some touchdowns and some red zones because in the beginning of the season, training camp, I thought he was a guy that's going to get 10, 12, 14 touchdowns and AB be the one that would the more yards and more catch. I think that's where you need to get him. But just imagine if you had a third receiver that did anything. It would make this team absolutely unstoppable. Well, and I think that's the one thing that might be holding back just a click. I think that that's somewhat fair, but I mean they've they've always had the third target though. Whether it's Switzer on a yeah. third down play or my God Vance McDonald making maybe the catch of the day even in the back of the end zone. I mean they. They imagine another one. Yeah, well, if they, had, if they had if they had Martavis Bryant, it would have it would be a little bit better. Right or now. if James Washington would actually live up to some some of his standards, just in any production. I know that production is not you know shifted toward more. The, the tight end, but imagine to have that option, then that would be absolutely amazing. But it's not something that's going to, you know, hinder him. Maybe in a big game in the AFC Championship, that game, you remember Antonio back to this 08, no, again, the 10 game, where he caught the ball on the side of his helmet. He was like the third or fourth receiver. Right. He came up with a big play. He might need a play like that, but that's just nitpicking, really, because you're getting you know, a ton of production from just about everything. But, man, the defense, too. I mean, you can't say enough. I mean, three. We, I mean, week three after Tampa, we were talking about this is the worst defense has ever played. <laughs> Haven't given them more than three touchdowns since. I don't think. Nope, they have not. Last thing here for you, Mark. Uh, we got to be. We got to be fairly quick here. Uh, Tom went to the pit basketball game. Missed wow. the first half. First half of the pit football game. I say that's a bad fan move because it's such a huge football game. He says yeah. it's a great fan move because he gets to see both pit teams play. Did, did he did he have to pay for the tickets at the pit? Yeah, he's got season basketball. tickets. He's got season tickets. So he so he felt obligated to go. I well, he could he could have gone to another game. He Although hasn't gone to any of the other ones. Twenty five other ones. If you call yourself a true pit fan, you probably should have been like uh, watching the Wake Forest on your Direct TV app or yeah. something while you're watching the pit game or something yeah. like that. I don't I don't think I don't think you can do part of one part of the other for Manny's garbage. That just doesn't seem like a fan to me. That's yeah. just wanting your cake and eat it, too. What about data overages, though, Mark? I couldn't just be streaming <laughs> the game at the Pete because I would have been every, every single place has wireless now. Tom, not come not on. the Pete. It's a cheap place, Mark. They don't get many fans anymore. <laughs> and my question is, were you wearing a shirt? Absolutely not. I forgot. Painted chest. It's, it's warm outside. It's 22, right? Uh, yeah. Balmy. Okay. Okay. Well, it will be warm in Charlotte. Where you are. Safe travels home, buddy. Thanks for the time. All right, we'll see you. That's Mark Caballi of The Athletic agreeing with me and making a lot of good Steelers points. I don't think he exactly didn't really agree with Whoa, 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 whoa. He questioned the fandom. He didn't. No, I think you're putting words in his he, mouth. I, he pulled the tape. Well, I can't trust him to pull the tape. He absolutely questioned the fandom there. Why is everybody wrong today? Mark was also confused in his Steelers years, 2008, 2010. Why is nobody right but me? You know what the common denominator between not everybody being right today is? Stop it. Me being correct. That's what it is. Yeah, it's you.
being correct. Sure. <laughs> Isn't there a saying that like you know every group of friends has that one a hole friend, and if you can't point it out, it's most likely you. That's yes, that's how it goes, saying. right? I mean, I'm not going as far as calling Crowley. He's not an a hole. No, I, it but, was a saying, Brian. Uh, it was a saying. Yeah, but saying. I mean, if if everybody's wrong around you on a particular day after you had a pretty big loss to the. I don't Unranked. know, you're the first love of your life, then maybe today might be about you and not everybody else. Just saying. This has nothing to do with West Virginia. No, it, nothing at all. Didn't affect your mood at all, did it? It did, but... Oh, did it? I will say this before we move on. <laughs> Who am I to tell somebody how to be a fan? Okay. That being said, you should leave Wait, it what? there. You should no, literally what? just cap it there. That what being that said, what? what? What do you mean? You what? should There's leave it there. You should leave it at who am I to tell another fan how to be a fan. Exactly. Done. Now, Tom, I hope you Transition had a good Saturday. To break. Congratulations yeah. on going to Championship Saturday. That's how that sentence ends. And I would have said, thanks, Crowley. Hope you could join me by beating Oklahoma. I'd have watched the more important game. Up next, <laughs> the Steelers found a way. But there is a hidden MVP to why the Steelers won. Tell you who that is next. Crowley Show. It's the Adam Crowley Show. Take me home to a greer in the back of my pickup. Take me home will greer in the butt. Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. Joey Bag of Donuts says sources Crowley's an a-hole and is going to this party game before joining the Steelers. He's got sources. You know, that report was correct. It's just that the agent, Adisa Bakari and Le'Veon didn't know the ramifications of the CBA, so they had to change their plans at the last minute. Yeah, their their stupidity has nothing to do with Crowley's sources. Everyone is wrong right now. I am correct. Let's bring on another wrong person. It's Mr. Richard. Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. What's up, Mr. Richard? Uh, during the game, the announcers were talking about uh, Big Ben with resiliency and his willingness to win. And what that reminded me of was Saturday night at the McDonough Center when. Uh, Wheeling Jesuit was oh. down 0-2 and against the opponent, and they came back to win three straight. That's what it reminded me of. That's that's what it reminded me too of when I was watching this game. I mean, Wheeling Jesuit was rolling through my head, Mister Richard. That's exactly what it reminded me of. Two truly epic efforts. No, it's a great analogy. Yeah. I mean, both they've never ever been down 0-2 and then nope. down 0-2 in the dumps, and they just came back to win the next three in front of a raucous crowd. They if you don't have anything to do next Thursday, could you wander over to the AJ Palumbo Center and because they're playing at noon next oh. Thursday and then report back next Thursday night, next Thursday night, and tell, tell me how they won, how they did. But we'll tell you for, oh, sure. for sure. I've had enough of this guy. What, Mister Richard? Which one did you like more, the Wheeling Jesuit win or the Steelers win? <laughs> uh, the Wheeling Jesuit uh, women winning the championship. It was huge, Crowley. Okay, very a true good. fan right there. Yeah. 
You wouldn't I, know anything about he that. He took it all in. He took in the women's basketball game, and then he went and watched the second half of the Steelers game like a true sports fan. Yeah, he has a scope for wheeling Jesuit athletics. He doesn't just focus in on one sport and, and stick with that. Guys, he I'm goes tell- to all sports. I'm telling you right now, there has never been a more exciting moment in the history of collegiate high school professional sports ever than the Wheeling Jesuit game this past week. They were down 0-2. They came back. That's Yankees-Red Sox stuff. I mean, my God, the Steelers were out there. Yeah, that's great, but Wheeling freaking Jesuit. 0-2. I wonder if he would have enjoyed it as much if he didn't see them fall behind 0-2. Probably not. I mean, the bigger question is, why the hell are you going to that game, Mr. Rich? We all know. What the hell? He's watching women in spandex. My God. That's just rude of you. He's a bad guy. Here's a list of things that like Mr. Richard attitude. has said yes, yes, on, go, on, on our airwaves. Yes, yes. He, he said that he once drove into a department store. Yep. And, and this isn't like a drive through No, he wrecked his car through the front of a store. Yeah. He also admitted to being the wheeling mad pooper, the guy who yeah. poops all over town. Yeah, that's great. He told us that he watches women's volleyball, basketball games, wheeling Jesuit games. High school. High school games, and when college. pressed about it, it was because, well, they look pretty in their uniforms. Uh, this is a bad guy. Wait, I don't he, want him getting through onto the air ever again. Did Tom. he say that? Did he say that that's why he went to the game? Yes. I don't. He didn't did he? say it, but it's pretty much. I'm a pretty lot. sure he did say that. I'm I mean, pretty sure he mentioned the I, uniforms. I think to the question he answered, you said, uh, uh, do you have a granddaughter or a daughter in this game? And when he said no, that's okay, where it goes yeah, off the rails. Okay, yeah, Brian's that's right. That's where it did go off the rails. Why is everybody wrong today? I guarantee he said something about the uniforms. No, I think Brian's right. It's the grandparent. It's the granddaughter thing. I promise you he mentioned the uniforms. Just like he drove through a department store. Just like he that. pooped on the ground. I, I Those think are all true. I think you are right about the uniforms. He did Thank mention Okay, oh, he's right geez. about the really, oh, really If Brian thinks that. you're right, then you're right. No, I, I remember that, too. Just creepy all over. Finally getting a bone thrown my weight today. I mean, my God. It's 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 Crowley Man how, against the world. How on earth do you... I don't know. Wheeling Jesuit compared to the Steelers. Well, it was an 0-2 hole, Brian. It was a great comeback in both sports. I suppose. You know the Steelers? They were aided in one way that I'm sure Wheeling Jesuit was not aided in. Actually, I don't know that for a fact, but I'm just guessing that the refereeing had no play in that game, that match, that set of games, whatever the hell it is in women's volleyball in Wheeling Jesuit. It was a huge deal in this game because Miles Jack had an interception, but the Jags were called for that weak-ass roughing the passer call. If that was flipped, if that was T.J. Watt landing on Blake Bortles when Blake Bortles just threw an interception that could have changed the course of the game, that's the only thing we'd be talking about today on the show. Well, people would be bashing Tom and they'd be bashing Ben Roethlisberger, but I think first and foremost they'd be bashing the referees. That was a horrendous call. Even the way that the call is supposed to be officiated this year, that was horrendous. He did not, I don't think, egregiously throw his body weight on the Ben Roethlisberger. And if that isn't called, who knows if the Steelers even win the game. Now, they weren't only given opportunities by the referees. They were given an opportunities by Jacksonville's stupidity. Because on the next play, Delvin Smith comes in late, hits James Conner, and that was a good call by the refs. What the hell was he doing? Just undisciplined, stupid football. And it reminded me a lot of the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, it just it bailed the Steelers out. Steelers could not get anything going on offense, and they give them 30 free yards, 15 of which were earned. Just dumb. They also, down the stretch, Jacksonville, they became scared. Nobody missed that. Nobody didn't see it that way. 
They had success running with Leonard Fournette in the first half. They weren't having any success in the second half. 38 yards on the ground because the Steelers' defense made an adjustment. They had Jordan Dangerfield come join the box. And yet, on the penultimate possession, the one right before the Steelers driving down the field and scoring with five seconds left, three runs. One, two, three, right into the teeth of the defense. There are two things they could have done there that would have made sense to me. On the third down or second down play, for that matter, they could have run a bootleg, play-action bootleg, get Bortles in a position where he could make a play with his legs or where he could throw the football and there'd be no risk of him making an egregious turnover. Or they can do what Tony Romo was screaming for, something that they do a lot of, and that's run the zone read and pull the ball out of the belly of Leonard Fournette the second he sees the Steelers' defensive end and Bud Dupree crash downward. If he pulls that ball in, that guy's still running. He might be in Pittsburgh before Mark Caballi because he's still running. Just gutless. Absolutely chicken crap. Chicken bleep move by Doug Marone and this offensive staff of the Jacksonville Jaguars not to allow Blake Bortles to make a throw. Blake Bortles stinks. You're not going to hear me say anything different. And his name sounds like you say it underwater, Blake Bortles. But you've got to give the guy an opportunity. You're not going to win games even with that defense if you just go total conservative in the second half. It's not going to happen. So while the Steelers did find a way, and they did because they made plays down the stretch, they were given and afforded that opportunity by just how bad that one refereeing call was and just how bad Jacksonville mismanaged things down the stretch. 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. How about this little nugget? Steelers don't lose on the road. That's weird. They're 11-0-1 on the road their last 12. They're 4-0-1 this year on the road. And I think it's because of the way they play defense. Ben Roethlisberger, usually not as good on the road. As much as we think home field matters, and it does, the Steelers are more than capable of winning on the road, which is odd given the perception of their quarterback on the road. I want to float this thing to you guys, and I think we're going to get into this more in depth tomorrow, but while we're here. While we're here, now, yes. why not stop off for a little sports radio discussion? And maybe you could weigh in, too, on Twitter, at underscore Adam Crowley, and at 412 because of the way the Steelers played with five days off, because of how bad that they often look after the bye. I already know where you're going with this. I mean, do they even want a bye? Yes. Thank you. The answer is yes. Yeah, absolutely. It's so sports radio to be yeah. like, do you want that bye? I don't know. They're not that good coming off the byes. They kind of smoked the Browns coming off of their bye week this year, didn't they? I mean, the bye will interrupt the momentum and I take, slow everything down. I take back my point, too. It was the Browns. They were awful in the first half against the and Browns, it, too. Didn't Browns. score a touchdown. I didn't watch the first half. Of course you didn't. The reason I bring this up is because our buddies, Tun Chilkin and Craig Wolfley, no. they don't think the Steelers should get a home game this year. They don't think they should get a bye. They don't like they don't like these guys getting off of anything. Yeah, they don't want the, they don't want the easy way out. That's the problem there. They, they don't want they, them getting any days off. Uh, they want two days off through the season. They, they want padded practice. They want them to wear pads at home. If they could have it their way, they'd add another round. They'd want a play-in game to get to the wild. They'd add an game. eighth day to the week and practice on that day. Full pads. You know that this, if it hasn't happened already, will be a serious discussion this week on the station across the street. Oh yeah. Oh, it's yeah. incredibly dumb. Listen to this. <laughs> the last six years, 12 teams made the Super Bowl. That's simple math. 11 of those teams had a bye. 
Now it's chicken and the egg. Better teams tend to have buys. But that being said, you don't have to play an extra game. You get healthy. And I'd rather have the Steelers at 100% at Heinz Field than the Steelers at 75% after playing a game going to Kansas City where they're not winning or go to New England where they sure as hell ain't winning. You know what's good for your body when you're an athlete? <laughs> not playing. <laughs> a week of not having car accidents. Are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure about I'm that? Pretty sure you get healthier. I'm pretty sure you get a little energy back. I'm sure you get to sleep well. I'm sure there's a few good things that come from rest. It's the dumbest thing I've heard all week. So would you? And rather, it's Monday, I guess. Would but. you rather be the team that has to face a red-hot Andy Luck in the Indianapolis Colts in the first round and then have to go to New England after that? Or do you want New England to have to face the red-hot Andy Luck in Indianapolis Colts in the first round and then have to come to Pittsburgh after that? I mean, it's obvious, right? It's as obvious that if you had tickets to the Pitt basketball game that started at noon, the oh, same time as the Pitt Lake Forest football game, you'd go to bo- you'd go to the basketball game, and then you'd go watch the second half of the football game. It's so obvious. It's as if the first half of that football game was a bye because you did not participate in it. Coming up next, do the Steelers really need a third wide receiver? Kaboli says yes. I might have something different to say, and it's the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun brought to you by To Be Determined. It's Crowley Show. Adam Crowley. He's not ordinary. He's extraordinary. So when you are, you know, when you are expertism, you know, you have to accept the fact that he's different. The Adam Crowley Show on ESPN Pittsburgh. Do the Steelers really need a number three wide receiver? Mark Cavalli and I were discussing it earlier. And I think the conventional wisdom is, hey, yeah, you'd rather have a guy who can go deep down a field, stretch the defense. It'll open things up for Juju Smith-Schuster and Antonio Brown. I get that. The Steelers have managed so far, and they've had a better offense this year than what they had last year with Martavis Bryant in the fold, who added exactly just that element. Ryan Switzer had a big-time catch on the Steelers' second touchdown drive of the game. Vance McDonald had one of the catches of the game to score the Steelers' second touchdown. They always seem to have a number three wide receiver step up, even though they don't have a traditional number three wide receiver. Ryan Switzer's catching big third down conversions. Jesse James had 169 nice yards earlier on in the season. Vance McDonald's been there every single week. Now, if James Washington can develop into that deep threat, that's huge. But, I mean, they've been getting by. Now, teams are going to start collapsing and try to stop the run, much like we saw Jacksonville do. But the Steelers proved that they can... Make it work, even if that happens, when they scored 20 points in the last 16 minutes of the game. So you tell me, do they really need a number three? 412-922-2874. What time is it, Tom? And now it's time for the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun. Brought to you by To Be Determined. Woo! The Bengals. Woo! Stink. Woo! They've lost their last two football games. They are giving up more points and yards than just about anybody in the game. And really, they're on pace to be one of the worst statistical teams on defense of all freaking time. They are tied in a five-way jumble with the Ravens and with the Colts and with a couple of other football teams. Miami's in that mix. They're not making the playoffs. I think the Ravens might have a shot. That being said, they're not going to if they get Lamar Jackson absolutely killed. And John Harbaugh just had an inspired defense 
of Lamar Jackson today. Someone was asking if he's a traditional quarterback, and he freaked out, saying that that's basically veiled racism. And it is, but I think that the question had merit, given that he had 27 rushes, which is the most ever by a quarterback since 1970, which is the merger. I think it's a valid question. Do you see him as a traditional quarterback? And it looks to me right now like they don't, which is why they designed a whole bunch of weird stuff for him that they use that helped them beat the Bengals. Now, if he keeps running the ball 27 times a game, Lamar Jackson's going to get killed. Tom, if I had to put it to you, which team's got a better shot of making the playoffs, Bengals or Ravens? Ravens. Agreed. Problem is... You agree with me? Wow. If Lamar Jackson, well, you're right here, gets hurt, then Joe Flacco would be the quarterback, and we've all seen what Joe Flacco and these Ravens are. They're bad. They were 4-5 and five with Joe Flacco as the starting quarterback. Now they've got Lamar Jackson, and they're 1-0. and oh. It was almost RG3 time. Uh, wavering back and forth the day of the game. Who's starting RG3 or Lamar Jackson? I wonder if it would have been the same game plan if it were Lamar. If they would have used him as a pseudo running back who threw the football. I'm not sure. But if Lamar Jackson gets killed, well, then they're in trouble. And unfortunately, I do think he's going to get killed. The Saints are the best team in football. And I don't think it's close at this particular moment. They beat the Rams, who were the best team in football. They've put up a combined 100 points over the last two weeks. And could have scored more against Philadelphia, but tried or stopped trying. Uh, They had... Their offense on the field on a fourth down and decided to go for a field goal instead. They could have named their score. If they wanted to score 60 in yesterday's ball game, they would have. Now, Philadelphia is banged up. Uh, they don't have a cornerback on the roster who was healthy in that game after a certain point that was on the roster a month ago. So that's a problem. But the Saints still took full advantage. You got to hope they drop one. <clears throat> Steelers. <clears throat> and you got to hope the Rams find a way to get home field advantage. Because this this might sound like hyperbole. We love hyperbole on radio. Is Drew Brees playing football right now better than any quarterback has ever played football? Probably. That, I mean, there's one pass that he like laid into Michael My Thomas My last night down the sideline, and it was perfect. There was another one that was going around Twitter with Kamara, and people are just saying he doesn't have to break stride from going full speed, and the ball just lands right in his hands. Meanwhile, Unreal. they had the dopey guy from BYU throwing passes in that game. Why is he doing that? <laughs> because they can. Because they're that good. Yeah, why not? They're dicking around. <laughs> it's a cocky thing. It really, oh, they're so cocky. They threw a touchdown pass on fourth and seven yesterday when they were up by 35! They don't know how to run the ball, though, right? That's all they know how to do is to score touchdowns and throw the ball. What do you mean they don't know how to run the ball? Well, I mean, like, run the ball. Alvin Kamara! What I meant is, like, run the clock out, run the ball. Like, all they oh. know is high-powered offense. All they know is touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. You can't turn that off. They just want to eat, man. They're Look, he wants his Super Bowl. <laughs> I would argue that the reason why they have so much success throwing the ball is because they can also run the ball better than anybody in football, too. Well, that's not what I meant. You're misunderstanding me, and you're wrong. And just when I thought you guys were getting along. Seems to be a lot of that going around today. Hey, go Rams tonight, by the way. The Steelers still in the thick of the home field advantage race. And as we made abundantly clear in the last segment, yes, the Steelers still do want to buy. Yes, the Steelers still do want to have the one or two seed in the AFC. They want to be playing New England at home. They want to be playing Kansas City at home. They don't want to go to Arrowhead. They don't want to go to Gillette, where I don't think they've got a shot. So tonight... We are all 
Rams fans. Can you remember a regular season game that's been as hyped up as this game? Like no. this is getting like Super Bowl level hype, especially from like ESPN and all the national markets. Like not only hype, but did you see that they switched out parts of the officiating crew? It's an all-star officiating. They crew. don't do that in regular season no, games. It's a playoff move only. I'd love to hear an explanation from the NFL following the game why they did that. I think the explanation is they want to have the best football game that anybody's seen in the past ten years. I've got a take on this one, boys. On the game? Yep. I think that the Chiefs are going to get exposed tonight. You think it's going to be a blowout? Mm. Doesn't it seem like it could slant that way? Either way, like whoever wins, it's going to win it convincingly. I think the Rams actually have a semblance of a defense. The Chiefs absolutely do not. And I think that the Rams can score on anybody. So they're not going to have a problem against the Swiss cheese Chiefs defense. And I think people will be talking about, at the end of the day, how bad the defense is. They'll score their points, too. But I'm I'm looking at like a 45 or a 48 to 31 type affair. So I'll take the over. Oh yeah, take the over. Now the hype around this game is just setting it up for somebody to get crushed. And yes. out of the two, it's got to be the Chiefs. What about the pass rush? Chiefs pass rush. It's gotten better. It's fine. People are saying it's good now. Justin Houston, Eric Berry They're coming back. Gonna, it's Todd Gurley. They're just going to run with him. Yeah. I mean, the Chiefs defense stinks. And even whenever they were okay the last couple of years, you could run on them. And now they can't defend the pass or the run. The run at all. They're even worse at stopping the run now. It's horrendous. I think that they get boat raced tonight. The Chargers. They dropped one against the Broncos. they kind of been flirting with that all year long, haven't they? They're a really good football team. Don't get me wrong. They kind of have the look of the 2017 Steelers. Where they're winning a bunch of games, but they're not doing it convincingly. And this was a home game. Now, I know that they play in front of no fans, and whenever the Broncos made the game-winning kick, the place went berserk, even though it was supposedly a home game. But that's a game you have to win. And the Steelers, they're going on the road against the Broncos next week. That's a potential place for a letdown. But I I think the Chargers dropped the ball big time. And you want to talk about the seeding in the AFC? If you're the one or the two, you get to avoid playing maybe the Chargers in the first round of the playoffs something that you absolutely don't want to have to do. Can I ask you a math question? No. Can I ask it anyway? Sure. If the Chiefs finish with three losses and the Steelers finish with two losses and a tie, who gets the one seed? Steelers. I think we can get this one seed, man. For real. I think it's pretty reasonable to think that. It really is. I mean, if the Chiefs lose tonight, the Steelers are a win away and a loss away from the Chiefs of being the number one seed in the AFC. Now, I haven't started studying the Chiefs' schedule yet. We'll get the schedule talk. But they got to play the Chargers. You know that. And the Chargers already dropped this bad one to Denver, so they're going to be hungry to not lose another game. And the Chargers dropped a bad one to the Chiefs earlier in the season where they threw for 500 yards, and they said that they left about 200 yards out there on the table. And if the Chiefs... Well, the Chiefs lost to the Patriots, Chargers lose to the Broncos, and the Chiefs, so their AFC record would be worse. But not if the Chargers beat the Chiefs. And the Steelers, they don't have to worry about tiebreakers with the Chiefs because that stupid tie might benefit them in the end. Chiefs got the Raiders after the Rams. They got the Raiders. They got the Ravens. Chargers. Seahawks. Raiders again. Where's the Seahawks game? And where's the Ravens game? Uh, Ravens game is at Chiefs. Okay. Damn it. Seahawks game is up in Washington. Oh. <laughs> they gave it to L.A. up there earlier this year. I mean, the Rams. They, they lost. They, but, but they gave it to them. They did. The Cowboys. They're going to win the stinking NFC East, aren't they? Yeah, so they're sliding My in, aren't God. they? My God. They, they win two in a row, and the Skins lose is. Alex Smith for the season. How about that, by the way? Joe Theismann, the anniversary of him blowing his leg out. And he's there, and the same thing happens pretty much to Alex Smith. I only saw that replay once. That's all I needed to see. Uh, you don't watch it more than that. Ugh. 
Colt McCoy ain't leading them to the division championship. I'll tell you that right now. Horns down. You know what sucks about that injury, too? Now you're seeing footage of not only that, but it's followed up by Theismann. Yes, So it's like a double gut punch. The juxtaposition of that injury alongside of the Theismann injury, it's it makes a man shudder. On a stupid note, the skins kind of look cool in their new digs with like the kind of bronzish. Those uniforms are way better with the helmet stripe. Man. Yeah. Oh man, why has this always happened today? <laughs> I hate it. What? I, I love the traditional skins uniforms. How do you hate the ones they were rocking you don't like yesterday? The, ones, the new ones? I don't. Oh crap! I really don't. With no stripe uh, on the helmet. Either. I like the like stripe. So clean. Yeah. I think the Redskins have some of the best uniforms yeah. in football. Agreed. If they wear the yeah. gold pants, the gold jersey, and their traditional helmet. Not the I gold jersey. I mean, outside of that, or not purely, gold jerseys, uh, burgundy jersey. Outside of the purely racist logo, those uniforms are <laughs> damn awesome. good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there is racism. A lot of it. Right. It's cool, Even clean in the look. team name. Outside the logo, it's a cool, clean look. Luck and the Colts are back in the playoff race. I eliminated them in week one of the season, though, so they're not allowed to make it. <laughs> Who didn't? Are they a top 10 team in football right Absolutely now? Absolutely not. Get out of here with that Whoa, take. Whoa, what do you mean? Dude, they're, they're marching towards Dude, it. Oh my they're God. marching Four towards games. it. No, they're not. They are a team with a good quarterback and nothing else. That, that makes can make you a top 10 team in this no, NFL. No, it doesn't. How many games in a row with over three th- with at least three touchdown passes now? Four They've won, what, four in a row? Four in a row. They're five and five. They're, you're telling me they're not a top 10 team. They're not even going to win the division. They're not even going to win the division. They're not even going to win the division. So, no, they're not a top 10 team. Okay. They're fine. I, I, people are going to buy into them because of Luck and the story. And Luck's been great. Luck, Breeze is the best player in football right now. Pat Mahomes probably has a stake on it a little bit based on the way he played early. But you can make an argument that I've listened to on Sports Talk Radio that Andrew Luck would deserve the MVP if they make the playoffs. Because that roster, guys, is ass. They you, can't be a top 10 team. You do know to fill out a top 10, you need to take two teams that aren't going to win the division. Correct. Right, to do I'm that. not taking Both one Col- of them. Who's the other two? Chargers. Bang. 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 Minnesota's better than them. No, they're oh, not. No. Not right now. They're better than them. Not a chance right now. They're Did better you than see them. Kirk Cousins last night? Yes. You're going to take him over Andrew Luck as it stands right now? No, I'm going to take the rosters because they're football teams. It's not just about the quarterback. Uh, okay. <laughs> you, have the tra- you have the Vikings. I'll take the Vikings. I'll take the Colts. You could take the Colts. They're wow. five and five. Wow. The Texans just seem to limp past everyone right now, but wait a second. Are they in first place in the AAC South? Oh, my God, they are. You can take two teams that aren't in first place. Seven and three. Have won seven in a row. Hey, the Bears are legit, right? Oh, yeah. They have to be because I'm so high on Minnesota. Yeah. (laughs) There are five teams that are tied for the number six seed in the AFC playoffs. So you're telling me it's Indianapolis and you don't have any reservations? It's Indianapolis and everybody else as far as I'm concerned. Well, the Ravens... They own the tiebreaker right now. I don't care. They'll lose another game. I don't. I don't look at the Colts' schedule. They might lose one game. They might go ten and six. Have you looked at their schedule? Yeah, I have. It's soft. Is it in front of you? Soft. It can be. You're not proving your point right now. It might be soft. It might not be. But I'm pretty sure teams that are looking at the Colts' schedule right now, they shouldn't be afraid of the Colts because their team sucks. At home against the Dolphins. On the road in Jacksonville, easy win. On the road in Houston, that could be for the division. Cowboys at home, Giants at home, against the Titans, who Andrew Lux never lost against. They could absolutely lose to the Cowboys. They could absolutely lose on the road against Jacksonville. They could lose this week to Miami. Those are all toss-up games. Uh, not Miami. I find one They're loss. They're 5-5. Five five. They get the same record as Indianapolis. Okay, but 
you can't even deny that the Colts have been playing so much better football recently they than have. the Miami Dolphins have. And it's Brock Osweiler for People the People have been waiting to jump on the Colts bandwagon. I'm one of them. And they- you know what? Green Bay's got a pretty darn quarterback, and they stink. Indianapolis is a pretty darn good quarterback. They stink. I might be I might be ready to die on this hill. Better line in Indy. It might look bad at the end of the season, but I'm telling you right now, I do not think that Indianapolis is a good football team. They got a lot of division matchups in that second part they of the season They could take the division, there, Brian. Yeah. For real. Houston just needs to slip once for them. They would need to slip twice. They're two games behind. You don't know that. The common uh, AFC records, the Colts could have a higher winner percentage. We, I don't know that either on the top of my head. It's a, it's a two-game... They're up by two games in the division, so they'd have to slip twice. Just once, because the Colts play them head-to-head. Well, they'd have to slip that game. Okay, that's but that's soon. Okay, Crowley, you're right. Yeah, you're right. No one no one talks like that. Thank you. I mean, what are you talking about? It's a two-game margin, not a one-game margin. With a game at hand, so they say you have to slip at least once. There's no game, game in hand. They've played the same amount of games. That's oh not my. what that's saying me. Oh, my God, you two. Coming up next, Jalen Ramsey made big plays. Woo! Jalen Ramsey gave up big plays. No, he didn't. I'd say that this game was decent at best. (laughs) Played like crap. (laughs) Tom's wrong. I'm right. It's Crowley Show.